What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Just Realized podcast. I'm Katie, your lipstick-loving, personal styling podcaster. So thank you guys for being here. If you are new to the show, good, because I'm always changing. (laughs) And if you're one of my ride or die partners, thank you. Thank you so much for enduring this journey with me. So today I actually have an episode for you. I was going to release it last week as a bonus episode, but all honesty, like just life got in the way. My podcast editor, my husband, super, super busy and had some shit come up at work. So we're back on track. And I know the last episode when I framed up like my vision for February, I said that I think I believe I said I only had one interview and a bonus, but now we have two um, by two amazing women. So this interview today is super, super powerful. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. It is from someone that holds a special place in my heart. It's probably the first person that listened to my podcast that wasn't related to me or a college roommate or a friend (laughs) um, that reached out. I was like, oh my God, I like your podcast. And like, I'll never forget that moment. And anytime you do something scary like that, those moments really, really stick out in your mind because you're always like, what the fuck am I doing? So when she reached out to me and asked me, now mind you, this is a long time ago too. She reached out to me and asked me if she could be on my podcast because she wanted to begin to tell her story story and unravel her story and start her own podcast, I was like, of course, because my goal with this podcast, my ultimate goal with this podcast is to always hold space for women and push women forward. And that ultimately is my brand vision is to continue to push women to take up space and show up as their best selves. So I knew I had to say yes. So this interview goes really, really deep. It touches on things I've never, ever touched on before on this podcast. And I am honored that she chose me to be that person and to hold that space for her. So it's really moving. We talk about some really, really heavy stuff like incarceration, drug addiction, and things that I personally just don't have a lot of um, experience with. So Ashen really holds this one down and really just tells the story and just really gives the tips and tricks on when you feel like you've lost fucking everything, the only thing you truly have left is the gratitude and you have to find that in every situation. So again, in full transparency, we recorded this episode probably back in early December. And then um, I took this unexpected two-week hiatus from the podcast and from social media. Then, you know, I've come back. And like I said, everyone that's been down for this ride, um, I did some traveling in the beginning of January. And you guys know I'm going through this really weird, not even weird, I'm going through this amazing transition and my journey and my brand and my business. I officially decided in November to start the styling business. And I knew once I found that vision that me serving women by helping them feel amazing in their bodies, just by dressing in a way that fully expresses themselves is my calling. And that is how I empower women. That is my gift to women to help them is to how to express themselves forwardly outwardly. We all have to get dressed every day, right? 
And I am in this transition phase of like incorporating style, making sure that I'm always holding space for self-care because I do believe that style at the end of the day is a form of self-care. And what we wear can really empower us to think different, to pay attention differently. And most of all, the biggest thing I'm realizing is it really helps us build that habit that's called confidence. And I'm really leaning into this idea that confidence is really a habit. Now, I do think everyone's born with an innate, like, foundation of confidence. But outside of that, I think it's a constant thing that I know myself I'm constantly working on. And it's made up of so many different pieces. And that's how I see it. And I see it as a habit. And I know that my gift and where I can show up is really holding space for women who want to use the way they dress and their clothing and their personal authentic style to themselves as a tool in that toolbox to build that habit of confidence. So as I transition through this and I'm really figuring out like where does the podcast fit into that? How do the business, how do these two things mesh? Just be patient with me. Um, it's kicking up a lot of my imposter syndrome or because I'm surrounded by a bunch of amazing people and I'm a marketer through and through that has been my whole lifelong career up to this point. And I feel like I'm doing what everyone tells you don't do. And it's like switching directions and my message is confusing because I have one episode about this and I have one episode about that. But at the end of the day, I really want to hold space for women and I believe it's a whole body transition it's a whole body experience. And the piece I own of it is just one piece, right? And that's why I love to have women on this podcast who can round out that piece. Uh, I have the chills. So I hope I'm onto something. And that's how I feel as I transition. And I'm still publishing some of these episodes back when, you know, I wasn't definitely wasn't sure where the business was headed. I'm just asking that as this transition unfolds for me, that you guys just be patient with me and enjoy the ride because that's all this podcast has ever been has just been a ride, a journey and me showing up messy and taking messy action and use it as fucking inspiration in your own lives to show up and just know it doesn't have to be perfect. So thank you for holding space with me and letting me get that off my chest. And um, as I continue to like really harness this new phase of my life, and I am super excited for today's episode. So after you listen to, today, to today's episode or while you're listening to today's episode, if you feel really, really called and moved, make sure you share it with any of your friends. Maybe the topics that we touch on today are some that you know that certain people need to hear. So make sure you share it with them. And make sure you stay tuned in all the way to the end. It's a great episode. And if you want to connect further with me on the style topics, then you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Katie Allen Stylist, or you can go to the Just Realized podcast website on the contact page and we can schedule a 30 minute get to know you call and like, let's have a conversation about what style means to you and where that falls in your self-care program. Like I said, it's a whole body experience and that is a piece of it, but that is the piece that lights my ass on fire and I can get you going and really, really hold you in that space. It's been an amazing, amazing journey and I'm so, so grateful for that. So um, without further ado, this episode today is going to be super special. Um, it is with, with an amazing, brave, strong woman, Ashlyn Martin. She is 
a Reiki healer. She's a psychic medium. She is about to launch her own podcast and I am super, super proud for her. And um, yeah, just support her in this journey. Her contact information will be in the show notes. She has one of the most inspirational Instagram pages that I follow. I mean, and I'm really tearing apart this idea that people's worth and value is based on how many followers they have. Um, Obviously, that's my own personal shit. But if you are looking for someone that can bring mega inspiration, it doesn't always have to be from these super influencers. Like there's some really amazing people kicking ass every single day. And Ashlyn is one of those people and her IG just really pushes me past like my concepts especially when you go into that spiritual space that sometimes you know when shit is hitting the fan like you just need something a little bit bigger than yourself right those confident habits that we are building every day just need a little zhuzh and that's what I get from her IG so go check her out like I said her information will be in the show notes and I hope you enjoy today's show thank you so much for all your support and I will talk to you ladies soon bye All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited today. Today's interview is different and it's a super fun one for me. Today, I'm just calling Girl Chat. So we're going to talk to one of my internet friends. That's basically all my friends in life now, right? Our internet friends. (laughs) But this is my internet friend, Ashlyn. We've been, I don't know, it's probably been longer than it feels it feels like we've been changing messages for a couple months but it's probably been almost a year and she sent me an email a message maybe probably two months ago three months ago and was like Katie I have this amazing story to tell and I would love to just go on your podcast and just share it and I kind of was like okay well like let's do it then and then the nerves came (laughs) and then we've had tons of scheduling conflicts on my side and her side and I totally bombed last week and didn't even show up for the interview so here we are with Ashlyn and we're just gonna talk and share our favorite things and like healing and kind of how we got here and how we handle all the things of life thank you for being here today Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I just, I love you so much. I stumbled upon you. I actually heard your interview about how nervous you were to start your podcast. And then I listened to it and I was like, this woman is a complete natural. Like, (laughs) just like, it was an instant connection from then, from like hearing your vulnerability on the Mom is in Control podcast. It was just, we connected about that um, vulnerability for sure. And that's what drew me to you. Oh, that's awesome. That's so funny. I was actually just thinking about that, doing that podcast interview because it's coming up on a year and I was interviewing someone the other day and they were really nervous. And I was like, I remember when I did that interview with Heather and I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And I know I was talking in circles because now when I think back, now that like that, when I interview people, like I can tell the questions you ask to try to get people to like, you're like, no, there's something really good there. I'm trying to get you to say it. But when you're nervous, sometimes it's so hard to articulate. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited for this conversation. I can't even tell you. So 
Let's start with a little bit about you, your story, how you got here, and then we can move into some of the fun, juicy things because we like to get real woo-woo and share all those good things. And I love a lot of the things that you post on Instagram, like your hands down, one of my favorite people to follow, like your stories always have those little truth nuggets that just say things. And I'm like, oh, so good. So good. Yes. Like the little vulnerability, transparent real life things that I'm just like drawn to say when I see those things, because I just always, I think it's also a trauma response too. When like you hear something, you automatically relate it back to yourself. But, um, about me, well, where do I even start? One of the biggest traumas that I went through was I did eight months in jail and then I went to a rehab followed by the jail. That's what I was sentenced to, but it was, um, definitely something that I am, that that's what I'm healing from right, right now. Definitely everything that I do is healing for the the person that I was was four years ago when, when I went through that. Um, so can you take us back a little bit? So when you reached out to me, you said, I really want to share this story mm-hmm. of going to jail, kind of how I got there and how I found myself. So do you, you yes. so, the story of how we got to that place? Yes. Um, well, when I think back to my childhood, like I was always a very deep and enlightened child. And I remember like I would, I had a very good imagination and I would just escape reality on the daily. And that carried on into growing up. I had um, some childhood trauma with my parents, a pretty big divorce and whatnot. And so I started getting attention from, from boys. And then I started getting attention when I would, you know, have nice material things. And then that went on to just be feeling so empty that I, I was so full of pain that I just kept trying so many different things like bottom, bottomless pits and, I ended up getting prescribed. I had surgery in 2013 and I was prescribed Percocet. And then a family member, I was stealing Roxy's pills from them or they were giving to them to me, whatever, however, however they remember it. Um, and it just got to a really, really bad place. And ultimately, there's so much more to the story. Like I went to nursing school for a little bit of a time and that's actually where I learned to start an IV on myself and started having, um, it was like an angel and devil. Like I was literally in nursing school, trying, going to counseling for addiction, but also like having thoughts of what if I, what if I started an IV on myself and what if I used heroin on myself? And that's, that's where it went. And I ended up in jail. I almost went to prison I got back to being in jail um it's like a shock to your system because when when you're a drug addict 
not only are you running from trauma in your life, but you're running from like everyday little, like getting out of bed, putting your shoes on, taking a, doing, you know, the smallest things. So whenever I went to jail, it was a complete shock to my system. And it was like, I, I just became quiet and like an alter ego took over and I was just there to observe and learn. And that, that, that that's what I did. I was there for, for eight months. And then I went to a 16, a six month rehab. So it was 13 months in total that I was department of corrections property, essentially. Um, so one of my charges was a burglary charge and it carried the state of Florida goes by a point system for the judicial system and it carried a lot of points. So the first offer that I got was 28 months in prison and I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like when I swore into this drug court program, I was high on heroin. Like I need help. Please help me. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, no, no, this is, this is what you point out to. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, I was on drugs when I swore in, like, doesn't that count for something? And the public defender didn't want to hear it. He's like, that's just what the state's offering. So, and I was like, well, no. And I didn't even know really that I could say no, but everything, like every instinct in my body was like, no, I'm not going to prison. I had a six month old daughter and I had at the time she was five. Mm-hmm. So then they, my family and I decided we're going to get a um, private attorney. And thank God this lady named Patrice Caswell took on my case and um, pro bono. And as soon as I told her, you know, I told the judge when I swore in, he asked me, when's the last time you used drugs? And I was like, I shot up in the parking lot. And he, anyways, that's not here nor there. But she took it on because of that reason. And... My second offer was a year and a day and I had already been in jail. That would have been, I would have gone to a pr- to prison for a year and one day. And I had already been in jail for like four months. I turned that down. My third offer was 11 and a half months, meaning I wouldn't go to prison. I would have stayed in County jail and I probably, I had been in jail for like six or seven months when this offer was made to me. So ultimately I would have gotten out very soon with time served and being a good inmate and everything. But I wanted, I turned the third offer down too, because I didn't, I wanted adjudication withheld. I didn't want the felony on my record because that was what the first deal was that I had violated. I violated probation for the first deal. So that's why they were trying to send me to prison. And hold on. Someone's calling me. Let me decline that. So I wanted rehab. I wanted help. I didn't want, I mean, I already kind of came to terms like, okay, God, if I have to go to prison then ultimately there's something down there that I need to learn, but really, can you, can I go home? I really want to go home. <laughs> and I, I held on to that. I swear I held on to like, everybody kept telling me that I was going to go to, to trial and that I was going to get like the max sentence and I was this and I was that, but I, I held on to like, no, I, I, this judge hasn't seen me sober. I've been sitting in jail and I want to talk. And that's what I did. Um, 
I told him, you know, how grateful I was to be in front of him and how grateful I was for jail and this, but I really want another chance. And I'll, and so he gave me, um, I got six months in rehab and then six months aftercare for the rehab program. And it was a bed or it was uh, bars to bed is what they called it. So when I got sentenced to the rehab, I didn't go straight there. I had to sit in jail until three months later, three months later, none of this time counts for any. Yeah. So ultimately the whole, the whole time, eight months doesn't count for any, well, I mean, I got my life back, so it counts for a lot, but that's what like the, the other girls just couldn't believe that I was so willing to just do this time. But to me, it was like, I had started to feel so much more free in jail because I was not putting you know heroin into my system like that jail became a salvation right exactly and I had a lot of time to just meditate and find like all these different things that I find myself coming back to coming back to now so I want to just stop you right there for a second because I want to go back to something that you said in the beginning Mm -hmm. but also just First, I just want to hold space for you and everything you just shared and just say thank you because I can't even imagine and it's really hard to own our truths, especially publicly, but I I hope that you find some sort of power in sharing this. And I think it's a really, really important one because I think there's a really, really slippery slope between you know, addiction, use, misuse, and all these things. And I've talked openly just about like alcohol for me and things like that. So I just want to say thank you for being super vulnerable and coming on the show because somebody needs to hear this somewhere. And I think it's really powerful and just know that, and I know you know this already, but just know that somebody is sitting somewhere and just feeling this and taking this in. But I want to touch on something you'd said about like this alter ego, so I was like listening to you and I'm just like, wow, I'm just like in awe of your story. But when you had said that, when, when you had mentioned like the alter ego and you were just supposed to uh, listen and observe, I immediately started thinking about um, meditation because that's what I try to tell myself to do is like observe your thoughts. Don't be the thought. When you mentioned that, is that that space that you're referencing of when you started to shift and you started to be like, oh, okay, that. Like, is that where you started to feel like that change and you started to feel more free when you say, when you use the words alter ego? Yes. Yes. I ran from it like uh, for a while, but this year, 2020 has been like, just go big or go home with everything. And I've just been so devoted to healing and just honored that I even have this big of a thing to heal. Like I've just, yes. Yes, definitely from meditation. That's awesome. You know, when you just said that you felt honored, I literally was just on a call the other day um, with a different group, completely unrelated. Um, It was a business call and one of the ladies popped on and we just did a quick little like, hey, how's life thing? And she said, I literally finally, you know, forgave my ex-husband And she was like, I've had such a, it's been years, right? That she's been trying to like unravel Mm -hmm. this. And somebody else on the call said that they had had a reframe around forgiving and that when they, 
you said, like, if you actually say the word forgiving, that you're not relinquishing your power, you're not telling someone it was okay to hurt you, even if that's yourself, you're Mm -hmm. saying, thank you for giving me this experience, because no matter what we do, we're always learning, we're always growing. And that failure or whatever is complete illusion and like everything you go through, like you're meant to go through. So when you said that and you said like you feel honored to have that experience, I just thought it reminded me of that of like, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for giving me this experience. Even if you feel that for yourself or, you know, anyone else that um, is involved in the healing process, I think that's really, really powerful. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what came to me whenever you were just saying that, and it's definitely like God has been trying to get my attention for a very long time. And now, because I've always felt like I was destined to do something great. Like I've always, when I was in high school, my friends would tell me their problems and I would always have like a fortune cookie saying is what one of my friends would call it. Like I would always have some <laughs> like perfect little sum up like wise beyond my my years type of advice for them and I've ran from myself for so long that I have no other option right now otherwise Mm. you know I just I, I have to show up I want to show up for a while it was like fake it till you make it for real but these past couple months it has been like not only stepping into my power but owning it because you have to choose to own it every single day and every like situation that you're headed to or like even before this podcast I told you I was chan- I was so anxious and nervous <laughs> but I was channeling it like telling myself no I'm excited like this is this is going to be great <laughs> yep and we've missed the date or you know miscommunicated the time difference so many times so you know that today right now this space was the space that you were supposed to come on, share the story and connect. And then like, more importantly, I said, I definitely want to talk about the pain because the pain pushes us to the places that we are now. But Mm -hmm. I would love to talk about some of the other healing modalities and things that you've gotten into. Like, I know you and I have had some really fun, um, you know, DM conversations about goddess work and different things like that. So mm-hmm. you find yourself in this situation. And like you said, you really started to feel free for the first time in your life. And like, you like you got your life back and then years or months of healing are definitely in the future. Once you kind of like, just tell me a little bit more about some of the things you've been practicing this year and some of the, like, I'm really intrigued by the goddess work that you mentioned. Um, and one of our conversations, like that kind of stuff really, really gets me going. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, every day you have to choose to step up and own it. And some people have really big traumas. Other people feel like theirs aren't comparable, but it's all relative is what I like to tell people. Like your trauma is your trauma. And these mm-hmm. tools and things that we use to get there, like, that's the only way. It's the only way is to step into yourself and to really, like, just give yourself that space, but also stay committed to yourself. So I just, uh, I just can't wait to hear. Yes, so tell me yes. more about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't know the things that are going to work for you until you try them. Because true. the way I meditate now is completely different than when I started like 
And for me, the biggest thing is just being grateful for Mm -hmm. every single little thing. And I actually had a very close friend of mine passed away over the weekend. So grateful for me is like everything. I'm like doing it for her, doing it for her because she doesn't get an opportunity to do that. And that Mm -hmm. is it's just a gift every day to break, to, to breathe. And I've become more in tune with my body. Like at first I was doing yoga just because I, I I thought I needed to do it. And now like I find myself, I'm intuitively already wanting to stretch and do all these things because it just, it comes naturally after you make yourself do it and you start to connect with yourself. Yeah. When you, when you connect with yourself and you start like, you're like, I don't want to eat that unhealthy food. I want to eat something healthy. Or when you do eat something that's not good for you, then you don't talk shit to yourself and you don't like, don't, it's not the end of the world. Cause I'm going to eat that brownie or I'm going to eat what I'm going to eat, whatever I want to eat. But I also am learning to be really mindful because that can also be, that can go both ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed like, it's easier for me to not overindulge. Like I can eat Mm -hmm. the chocolate or whatever, the pizza, but I know like, okay, well, if I have that third slice of pizza, like I'm just not going to feel good. (laughs) So it's no point. So let me back you up for just like one second. I completely 100% agree. Like start with the gratitude and that's something that I'm trying, like you said, you got to really figure out like what works for you. How do you practice gratitude daily? Like, I feel like that's something where I ebb and flow a lot. Like sometimes I'm super good at it. Sometimes I'm like, this doesn't work for me. And I love journaling, but I Mm -hmm. have a hard time writing down what I'm grateful for because it doesn't feel big enough. I don't even know what it is, but like, what are you doing right now? That's like, helps you stay constantly grateful right well the back a little bit about the goddess work and that'll tie into um being grateful the goddess work is i'm working with it's kind of like coaching but um in a sense not it's kind of like it's a sisterhood and mm-hmm. we are all we're, we, we're elements so earth water fire and um earth water fire and what's the fourth anyways I can't remember the fourth one right now but what being grateful so when I see water now it reminds me of when I am you know putting like essential oils on or when I'm drinking water I will pray for my Mm -hmm. water to nourish me or I'll pray for whatever foods I'm making and it really helps me be mindful of the earth and of God. And just when you think about things, like when you say, let me write them down. Hold on. It's earth. I think air, 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 wind and fire. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So my air sign. So I knew that one, but I was writing notes. I was like element sisterhood. That sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So And it's so divine to me. Like I haven't even been using it as much as I could. I've had this like great little thing in my pocket that I haven't even been using. I guess it's coming up now for me, but 
um, yeah, it just brings me back to reminding me to basically, I saw this meme the other day that said, you are like a house plant. So you need to talk nice to yourself and water yourself. And that registered with me so much and you need to get sunlight and do all those things because it is true. And we're in a time right now where we're, we can't really do a lot of things with people. So we're having to turn inward Mm -hmm. and we're having to shine light on things that haven't had light on them in a long time. And Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, being, being grateful is definitely, it all starts from there. So do you try to just practice that like just throughout your day? I feel like that's probably the piece that I miss the most is like, because I'm, well, I'm, my shadow side is definitely box checking. So I like to check the box, right? Like, have I been grateful Mm -hmm. today? But I noticed, and I think that's why it doesn't work for me in a journaling sense, because for me, journaling is like at a point in time. Um, But I noticed the other day, I, and the more I step into like the zone of genius where I feel like I've really found myself, Uh, with Mm -hmm. the style work, I've noticed that in general, I just feel more grateful because I feel really, really happy and joyful. So I've noticed myself throughout the day, which kind of sounds like what you were explaining was like, when I'm just doing anything, it's like, I can take Mm -hmm. that pause for gratitude and be like, oh my God, my life is amazing. And my kids are amazing or whatever that is. So it's just kind of like a through the day, not, that's probably the part I'm showing. Right. And you've got to practice it too. And it feels because I, I told my car this year, so I'm driving a different car right now that I'm very grateful for. And that's why I express so much gratitude for it. So like I make sure that I express it. And that's how it started was with this car. I started expressing so much gratitude for just the littlest things that some people don't even have. And then it has just boiled over to making me learn about the law of attraction and, you know, putting out, because even though I'm doing yoga or I'm, you know, taking care of my body, it doesn't mean that everything inside like is going to be on point. And that's what I did for a long time. Like people could look at me like in high school probably, or in my early twenties and thought that I had had, it all going on and that I was happy because that's what I wanted people to believe is that I was happy, but that's not what happiness is. Happiness is not pretending happiness is this being real and open and transparent about your mistakes. So you can heal and grow and help others. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part. Like what you were saying is um, people only see what they want to see. And but not like we're so trained to do that outwardly that we also do that inwardly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been like, for me, like where you said, like we're being forced to like, just go in. That's been the biggest thing for me. Like in 2020, it's like, I'm being forced to look at all these things that I've shoved <laughs> down for so long. And it's like, damn it. I hate, like admitting these things out loud and that's really really hard and then that's where 
things like this have really helped me uncover. And even like on the podcast, I've go through phases where I'm like, how much of this do I share? And like, am I getting like too weird into the woo woo and the moon rituals and the goddess work and stuff like that. But I don't know another way to get me there. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love conversations like this and like sharing these practices with women because it's so powerful. It's so powerful because we've been conditioned to we've been conditioned to not have enough with what we have. Like if yes. you look back over and it's so annoying that yes. we're having to filter through not only like our beliefs and what's going on in our day and age, but we're having to like piggyback, you know, get rid of stuff that our parents were going through and their parents. And I see why um, generational trauma is real. And I'm, I was asking like, why do I have to do this? But like I said, now I'm just like honored to do it because there's a bigger, bigger purpose. And yeah, I'm just really, really grateful. And you're helping others. Yeah. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. And that's the one thing I've really been pushing myself on, like with the vulnerability piece where I do believe that that's a gift. And I know that sounds weird, but I do think um, being vulnerable is a gift. And mm-hmm. whether it's me showing up on the show, being vulnerable, creating space, and then maybe help getting people like you to feel like it's a safe space to be vulnerable, to help the next level of people that need support in areas that I can't give support in. Right. And that's the part that I love so much. Sorry. Somebody was just trying to open up my closet door. So, you know, it's speaking of going inward. I thought I heard it. (laughs) Speaking of going inward on 2020, um, you can't do anything (laughs) without everybody. (laughs) But everybody knows that now if they listen to the podcast, my kids are always coming in or something. um, Ladies, I hope that you guys are really, really enjoying today's episode. As always, I dump my heart and soul into these podcast episodes. So I really hope today is resonating with you. But I wanted to interrupt really, really quick to drop in this week's style tip. So my tip for you this week is don't ignore accessories that truly speak to you. Okay. The easiest, most fun way to create a pulled together look is by adding your personality through your favorite accessories. So for me, you guys know that's basically lipstick. Not sure if lipstick is an accessory, but I know that's one that you guys can resonate with and feel. So add your personality and make sure that your personality is always shining through with your accessories. And that's the easiest way to create a personal, authentic style. If you are looking for more quick, easy, simple tips to create that pulled together look, go check out my latest IGTV tips video. I give three super quick, super simple tips. Basically, they're like the version of like just add water and you can have a pulled together look that will make you feel super fucking confident so you can kick ass. All right. Thanks so much. Back to the show. I love it. I have three kids, so it just makes me feel 
Like I'm so over being at the grocery store and a kid start having a tantrum and every adult in the building looks over like, Oh, Oh my God. And it causes this big, huge negative reaction. And everyone is like, like, okay, let the kid have a little moment. And I'm just, I'm very much like the devil's advocate for things. Like as soon as I hear something, it's like, Nope, God's going to give me another perspective and I'm going to have to see it from a totally different way. Like I used to judge people so bad. Like I, I'm, I was never going to go to jail. Ew. Oh yeah. my God. Like that'll never happen to me. That doesn't happen to me. And you see where that got me. <laughs> and then we <laughs> find ourselves in thinking that like that. <laughs> no, it's so true. And this is something else. Um, anyone who's been following along on my Instagram stories this weekend, I was reading this book and like, I'm becoming slightly just obsessed with that happy pocket full of money book. And I dropped it in the bathtub. And so like, I was been freaking out all weekend because I literally couldn't read it. Um, but that's what they were saying is like the things that we think about like that, we literally just begin attracting them like that worry, fear, all those kind of things, which I feel like our whole world operates in it's, but it literally is how we create it because mm-hmm. our brains are constantly looking for evidence of those things that you're always thinking about. And that when you're judging someone for something, like you're literally judging yourself and creating those situations for yourself because yeah, I found myself in a couple of those too. Like, I mean, over the years, and obviously now I have so much more clarity. I mean, I know I have so much more work to do, don't get me wrong. But for the first time, I have the most clarity I think I've ever had. But I'm like, oh, shit, now I know why that happened. Because I literally can see how I constantly was thinking that thought and doing that. And it drove me right to the thing that I hated the most. Yes. And we're not even going to talk about. Yes. We're not even going to talk about temper tantrums in grocery stores because my daughter was the queen of temper tantrums. And we live, it's not like a small, small town, but it's definitely smaller than some of the outskirting um, cities. And everyone would give me the side eye. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you want me to do, but my husband's (laughs) with our other kid doing, you know, whatever he was doing. And this is just how we go down and don't act like your kid doesn't do the shit too, because they do. (laughs) that's so funny so you gotta give me more yeah speaking of kids inner child work for me like reparenting myself and I didn't even realize so I actually I have my medical marijuana card and I didn't realize I've been um not so much smoking marijuana not that there's nothing wrong with that but I do take capsules with CBD and it's got other herbs in it and also the THC ones too. But I didn't realize until I started journaling and being more mindful with the CBD and stuff, how nasty I talked to myself. Like Mm. I would be like, I would call myself, I mean, I don't even have to tell you because that's a bad place to be. And when you're not, when you're not realizing how bad you're talking to yourself It is like, that's exactly why I attracted jail and heroin addiction and horrible, horrible things is because of the way I, I, I talked to myself and I had to have this huge, like come to Jesus, if you will call it moment for me to really realize that I can choose joy no matter what situation 
I'm in. And I still do sometimes like I'll be like ungrateful. And then I'll think about everything that I've overcome and how I cannot be not grateful for this because I used to pray for this and I wanted, there were times where this was impossible. Yeah, that's really true. That's really true. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we lose sight of so, so quickly is, you know, like, God, I've prayed for this moment. And then now here that I have it, like, how come I can't enjoy it or feel it or whatever, receive it. Maybe that's the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for is receive it. But I think that goes back to a lot of things you're saying about, society and the bigger things and like generation after generation um is you don't know how because no one ever taught you and I believe mm-hmm. that a lot of this work is just like that it's like well how the fuck was I supposed to know because no one ever told me like how was I supposed <laughs> to tie my shoes if you never told me how to tie my shoes but I think the real power in it is like what I was going mm-hmm. back to say and like being vulnerable and creating safe spaces for myself and for other people is once you know this shit though you can't unknow it right? It might not click with you the first time. And it might take me 10 years before I can meditate for longer than five minutes. (laughs) But the point is, I can't unknow the things that I'm learning now as I go through different situations in my life. Yes. And I think that's that big power comes from that you were talking about when you said you have to choose yourself every day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you want to go to inner child work, maybe we can do that for the next 15 minutes, even though that's a whole <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> but um, oh, it is. The, re- it is. the reparenting is such a big deal. And once you realize that like you, your parents were only doing what with what they had. Right. And mm-hmm. it's so true when someone says like, you can't love anyone until you love yourself and I think parents are the perfect perfect examples of that is my mom did the best she could do but I can't expect her to meet me somewhere that she's never even met herself Mm -hmm. so what's your experience with like inner child work and like what works for you when you step into that space of um, trying to reparent some things well yeah uh a lot so much to say like you said uh conscious parenting definitely was how I even realized like I have an inner child inside of me when I started looking at uh Dr. Shafale's book mm-hmm. I got it I read that and it's amazing um, yes her, her just her whole outlook and that's how I try to I've tried to put myself in my children's shoes and that's how I also like um like I'll just try to put myself in their perspective a lot and try to see myself like that meditative observer um, perspective and really trying to, cause like I'm right. I have a 10 year old, I'm right. 10 year old girl, 10 year old daughter. So we're like right along, like growing together and doing all these beautiful things together and we have a like an open relationship and we talk about things and um inner child work see I was going off on parenting (laughs) no but I think that's Uh, I don't think you can talk about one without the other 
Because yeah. as soon as I was saying that to you, I was thinking about my kids and like last night we kind of had a big um, thing come up in our house and my son has been struggling and my son is straight A, like complete, just like the best. He's been the easiest child I think anyone could ever ask for. But I needed him to be easy because my daughter had (laughs) developmental issues when she was younger. But most recently, I've been dealing with so much of my own shit, right, that I let him go on autopilot. But it just so worked out that I feel like I finally found peace with myself and where I think I'm going. And then things started hitting the fan for him. And it was like, oh, he's been reaching out for help and I wasn't seeing it. So, you know, he had to do something bigger for the call of help, which was an F and quite a few classes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, this kid is brainiac. So that was his big mm-hmm. um, cry for help. But I had that aha last night. And I was like, it was the first time I think I felt compassion for myself. And to me, it ties back to, like, the inner child work, which to me comes back to parenting, was I couldn't help him since August Mm -hmm. when I lost my job because I had to untangle myself from my own identity of who I was and how much money I made over the last 11 years. I couldn't help him until I helped myself. Luckily I helped, you know, I got through that quick enough and that I could be there for him now, but it was the first time in my life. I did not beat myself up for something as big as that, where even a couple months ago, I would have been so pissed off at myself because what he doesn't know is that mm-hmm. I'm not really mad at him for getting that F. I was really upset because how come I didn't see this coming or happening? Yes. But also so, acknowledge that you did because some parents would be I, like, oh my God, I can't believe you got an F. And that adds like insult to injury. But people don't know these things because I didn't know these things until recently. Yeah. And to me, I think the only reason I could even sit back and do that is because of like the inner child stuff that I had been working on through the summer. So uh, to me, I think that's those two things are just completely connected for me and I can't unconnect them. So I don't think my point is, I don't think you were going on a tangent and I'm the tangent queen. So (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time in the pod. I'm like, here, let me tell you this one thing, but first I'm gonna ramble about this other thing for 15 minutes and then circle back (laughs) around to you. (laughs) At least you circle back around. I will start off with something and then I'll go get, and I'll forget what I was even talking, where I even started, you know? Well, I will circle back around for you on your um, sisterhood <laughs> of elements because I need more. So tell okay, me well, about rituals. Yeah, it's an invitation only, like um, sacred economy, sacred movement that uh, it's like a portal. It's amazing. We do uh, yoga and you share it with other women. And these are like women. It's, it's a safe space, basically yeah. like what we're doing right now. Like we're connecting on a safe level. If anybody doesn't want to hear this or judges it or anything, then that's on them. Not the people that it resonates mm-hmm. with will, will pick it up. And that's what this movement is. It's like, us, you know, women healing their sister and mother wounds and their girlfriend mm-hmm. and their, you know, caddy wounds and realizing that when we start empowering each other, that's how things get done. That's how we raise a generation that is going to change the world. 
Mm, when, girl, I got you, chills. Yes. <laughs> yes. Divide and conquer is how things have been happening for far too long. And so the healing of the sister, mother, daughter, girlfriend wound is so, so powerful. And it is the work that we are all here to do because yes. the only way that women can show up in this world and make change is by doing that work. And it's so funny that you said that because I was just reading, I read yesterday about that uh, Wall Street Journal um, publisher, editor, whoever that had wrote that story about Dr. Biden and ridiculing her doctorate. And then I just right, literally right before you hopped on, I saw mm. her response and I was like, this is, I can't believe that this still goes on and that somebody let that get printed. Like what world do we live or get published? What world do we live in when the first lady can be like dragged through the mud like that? Like that just blows my mind. Yeah. And it's not your fault if you think that way. Like if you're a, cause I've been that catty girl, I've been all those things. So I completely, understand and that I truly believe that our day and age like there's a reason why the systems that have been in place for years are falling apart right now because they're not working and education everything and it's our generation and the one after that are the ones that are building building the new because we're open-minded enough and we've had enough experiences in those systems that are like Hey, hold up. This is, this isn't working. Like there's correctional officers that are being really shady and that are doing bad stuff, but I can't tell you that because you're going to think I'm lying. Like those are the type of, those are the type of positions that people are being put in. And that's just a random off the wall example, but no, I think that's a great example. Um, and I think abuse of power, abuse of power. Yes. And that's, yeah, that goes on in so many spaces and that people don't even realize it everywhere it every day. Everywhere, even in corporations, like corporation <laughs> jobs feel like mm-hmm. high school. It's like, I'm not here to nestle Girl. with your ego, like not at all. <laughs> Girl, that's a whole month long episode of stuff <laughs> that I won't even touch on this podcast because that's more work that I need to even do because that was part of the untangling that I've been doing mm. for the last couple of months of identifying and trying to re-identify in the pressure that I still feel from people in different spaces in my life, whether they're from the space I want to go to or the space I used to be in. And that's a whole another conversation. But you shared, just like your story in general, to me, it's just super, super powerful. And I just love, you make it sound so, I don't want to say you make it sound easy because I know it's not easy, but it just sounds so grateful and graceful the way you're saying like, I don't know. I just like, I'm just so grateful for this. And just, there's something just about like your voice and your tone. And it's like, it really just embodies what I think like gratitude and sincerity sounds like and feels like. And it's just, I know that's like the one thing out of all the things that you have to share that I just latched onto, but I still think that gratitude is the key and it's so simple, but so hard to wrap our head around at the same time. So before I let you go and we wrap up, is there like, 
the one thing that like if everybody did that their lives would change or like the one quote or mantra that you use on a daily basis or like what's that one thing that's really really giving you life right now that somebody could take and run with and use on the next phase of their journey Mm-hmm. There's so many, but I, I would just say like, be curious, like life mm. makes you feel like if somebody pisses you off, you have to react immediately, but you don't, you can stop and think and you can, you have a choice. You don't have to reply. Like if somebody hurts you, you don't have to reply and let them know that they hurt you. You can hold on to that hurt. And I guarantee you after you filter it a little bit, you will come at like you don't have to emotionally put things off on people you can take care of it yourself Mm, I think that's the biggest piece of advice (laughs) the best piece of advice I've ever heard is to be curious I mean the curious is such a powerful word but to be curious about why someone says something or does something instead of just immediately react I like that yes Yes. That's good. So the we'll end said this. done. <laughs> for sure. But I like the word curious better than like pause. Like when people are like, well, just pause for a moment. I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking pause. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think curious for me is like, okay, then I can try to figure out how to, it, it feels like more of an action, right? Yeah. Like when someone tells me to mm-hmm. pause or slow down, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not good at that. But if you tell me to... <laughs> go inside and get curious and think more about why this is happening, whether than the immediate reaction, like that feels more tangible to me, especially, you know, when things are moving a million miles an hour because emotions come quick and they come hard. <laughs> yes. And then you got hormones coming after that. So. Oh yes. So yeah. If you haven't listened to the episode that I just dropped yesterday with Megan, that's all of that is about. And that's, so there's so much there's so much power there we're talking about matching up your cycle and cycle syncing to your hormones and literally game changer like game changer we have some really funny inside jokes now that i'm like oh i don't need to like you know burn down the house (laughs) to get out of the house (laughs) like there's some other things i can do like because i can begin (laughs) to anticipate you know how things are going to hit and how things are going to feel different that's so awesome Thank you so much, Ashlyn, for coming on today and just like sharing your story and just like sharing all the things that you use to feel better and how they all work and feel from you. Because there's not a doubt in my mind that somebody is sitting there listening and it's exactly what they needed to hear today. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you for this safe space. Thank you for your vulnerability and thank you. Thank you.